Hey everyone, welcome to the Crypto Unstacked podcast, where we cover everything from crypto trading and investing to NFTs, decentralized finance, and so much more. The Crypto Unstacked podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial or investment advice. Nothing expressed in this podcast should be construed as a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer to buy or sell financial products. This podcast is sponsored by CoinFlex, the home of crypto yield. Whether you're passively managing money or taking an actively managed approach, you can earn and trade crypto easily on CoinFlex, which sees over $2 billion in daily trading volume. CoinFlex is committed to making crypto derivatives yield accessible to everyone, whether you are investing hundreds or thousands of dollars and more. With a newly launched automated market-making product called AMM+, you can earn yield on crypto by providing liquidity into the futures markets. The AMM Plus is 10 times more capital efficient than other automated market makers and offers multiple collateral types so that you can earn more with less. Interested in learning more about CoinFlex and trying out the AMM Plus? Head over to coinflex.com AMM to get started and let the market work for you. Hey, Tony, welcome to Crypto Unstacked. It's so great to have you on the show with me. Thank you, Leslie. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's awesome to... Get to know a different angle of Amber Group. Obviously, Amber Group are a sponsor of the podcast, and I have a really deep relationship with the company and had a number of people on the podcast over the past year or so. But those conversations were more focused on crypto finance and all of the ways that Amber is building out the platform to service both retail and institutional investors. But I thought today we can take more of a fun angle and talk about the different ways that Amber is getting involved in building for the Web3 ecosystem, particularly crypto games. And Tony, I know you're responsible for leading out one of those games, which is called Loot Swag. But I thought it would be nice to start off the conversation on a higher level, right, and introduce the Loot project to our audience, because I don't think they have any idea or very, very little idea about what this, you know, very, very interesting project is. So let's start from the top here. Loot, I know, is something that can be found in traditional games, right? There's a newsletter that Amber was featured in, along with a number of other projects, right? Building for the Loot ecosystem. And I'll just read a quick definition here for our audience. So if you're not a gamer, just know that loots are the collectibles of the gaming world. You can pick up loot after completing a challenge, defeating an enemy, or you can buy loot with in-game coins. And it goes into a so-called loot bag or treasure chest, and it comes in handy when you need it. So these types of items, these collectible items, are a really fundamental part of games. It seems like traditional games, right? Yep. So, Tony, can you talk about, yeah, on a high level, where does Loot Project fit in to this picture? Actually, um, I think, you know, you had a, when you read the, the newsletter or the definition you just read out was a pretty good explanation of what Loot is. And I think what's particularly interesting about this thing is it's a different approach to the other uh, Web3 games that we have seen before where you know a gaming company or a gaming studio are building 
a game from top level and creating stuff like NFT assets, sort of like the other games. For example, Axie Infinity is a great example. We have Skymap is doing the game and then they, the Axis or the playable pet is mm-hmm. the NFT come out of it. Versus for loot, it's very simple. There's only a bag of eight loot in it. And they're all in text format. So there's not even a visual or, or pictures or image of it. Mm-hmm. So it's a different approach where first you have all the NFTs and then people can build stuff on top of that. So I think that's part of the reason why loot was so interesting and got a lot of people hyped around it. Right. So loot didn't come out as a game that said anyone and everyone interested in playing all of these in-game worlds that we've built out using these tools, come and check us out. They said, we're going to build more in a grassroots style. We'll build, how do you even call them? Like tools, but without images, right? Like the community would be the ones to create the images for each of these tools. So in some sense, I think this phrase has been used, randomized adventurer gear Mm -hmm. uh, that's generated and stored on chain, right? So the idea is that it's composable, like you you can use it in any number of games that end up getting built in the loot ecosystem. Yes, yes. It's basically open-ended. How can it be used with other games or, you know, whatever you want to build on top of it? It's totally up to the developer themselves. So the assets are there. They're on chain. And, uh, you know, as, as you described, they're randomly generated. But once they're generated, they're in each of the loot bag. And then it's totally up to people how they want to use it. Got it. So when you were thinking about what games could I build tools for, what ecosystems could I join, right? Why loot versus Axie Infinity or any other crypto game that's being built right now? That's a very good question. I think partially it's because the format where loot is introduced to the greater audience basically present it as a way for people to build, right? It's almost like inviting people to build because it basically didn't design anything besides the eight text-based loot items in the back mm-hmm. versus every other games you sort of, when you're trying, if you want to ever want to build something or, or some games, you sort of need to communicate with the company behind it or projects behind it. So it's very natural for anyone that wants to build something. Loot is right there and you go to the webpage, there's Discord channel. You can join the channel and then you can chat with the community members and everyone in the community, differently from the other games uh, where people are more are already playing games or more talking about games itself. Here in the loot community, people are all talking about what could be built on top of it. So they are giving Mm. builders some suggestions and the feedbacks what to build after that. So for us to sort of build a game or uh, loot swag isn't a game per se, it's more like a tool at this stage, but it could be transformed into a game or, I don't know, a marketplace or social media. But we haven't decided what to do with it yet. But basically, when we decided to build something, loot was a natural place for us to experiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, let's deep dive into Loot Swag. This project allows the community to customize loot avatars through different in-game skins. Can you talk a bit more about what that actually means for some of the non-gamers, perhaps, who are listening in? And also how this can be applied, how you envision these loot swag skins can be applied in the future? Sure. I think that was one of the most natural thing for builders when they look at loot because it's all text-based. So it's different versus some other NFT collections such as punks or bored apes, right? So it's only text and so it's hard for people to visualize it. So it was sort of like a very natural thing that people came up with. So for loot swag, I think the idea is we want to translating to this text into some images or pictures of the loot that's our own avatar. So people can, instead of looking at a bag of text, they can look at the actual avatar with all the different gears wearing them on, right? And then secondly, because I think just in the spirit of Web3 and loot, it's such a bottom-up approach. So I don't think that we should define what each avatar looks like. I think ultimately the users or the loot owners, they can decide how they want their avatar to be. So loot swag is more like setting up a standard or certain sizes for people to see how it works. But later on, we're going to open up to community and more artists for them to like upload their own designs. So literally people can just dress up their own avatar as they wish. And uh, like after that, what can these avatars do? We don't know yet. I think there's many, many directions. Some games could be developed out of these avatars. There could be some social applications that could adopt these avatars. We're thinking about building some like mini games after this. But generally, the idea is it should be all open source. So that anyone else that wants to build on top of these avatars, they they can easily use them. So is the idea that a game like Axie, for example, could eventually allow these loot items to be used in their game? Or is that not possible? I think it's totally possible because the way all these on-chain games are working right now Basically, you can't even stop people from doing that if a developer actually wants to. It's just a matter of Axie is still mainly built by the company behind. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to them whether they want to incorporate with other NFTs, not necessarily loot, but any other NFT collections. But generally speaking, there are lots of new gaming companies or studios. When they come into the space, they are exploring building with loot or punk or other NFT collections. And there's nothing stopping them. So totally up to the developers how they want to build it. Yeah, I was taking a look at the, I believe it's the OpenSea thing for loot, right? Just to see Mm -hmm. what the current stats are. And an incredible number. I mean, 7.8k items being traded right now. Uh, 2.5k owners of these loot bags. Nearly 70k volume has been traded. And the most interesting, I think, stat here is the floor price, right? Currently, it's 4.19 ETH. 
Yeah. Now, that might be a problem, right, for a lot of latecomers who say, hey, look, I really want to participate in this game. Loot seems amazing. Thanks, Tony, for explaining it to me. But I don't have 4.19 ETH to actually be able to allocate to a loot bag. So can you talk about like how loot is solving this problem for more people to be involved and participate in the ecosystem? Sure. Actually, that's another very unique thing about loot project. So Dom was the, the person invented loot. And then soon after loot got popular, he realized that exactly like you said, the floor price is, is high and it's against the idea of letting everyone participate, especially from the web 3.0 world. So what he did after that is introduced two more things. One is called more loot, which is exactly the same as the original loot, but it's basically unlimited quantity. So loot has, there are 8,000 loot bags. But for more loot, I think right now there's 1.3 million possible mintable uh, more loot. So everyone can literally just mint a more loot bag that at just a gas cost. And then furthermore, I think he feels that's still not enough. So he introduced another thing called synthetic loot. So, and again, synthetic loot are just exactly like a regular loot, but it's inherited with each of the Web3 address. So basically, if you have an Ethereum address, you actually have a synthetic loot with you. Even if you never bought loot or you never minted a M loot, you can still have a synthetic loot with you. And it's working for every Ethereum address. Each address has one. It's not transferable. So it's not an NFT per se, but you do get the exact same stats like a loot bag. So essentially, by creating more loot and uh, synthetic loot, the idea is that loot should allow every single like Web3 users to participate, which I find is awesome. Mm. And that just means we might actually have the biggest NFT community that people don't realize. So for example, Punk, there's about like, I think 4,000 to 5,000 owners. And then similar to uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, they have like about 4,000 to 5,000 unique owners. For Loot, the unique owners, I think there are, as you mentioned, there are 2,500. And for more Loot, the unique owners are like 10 times that. So around like 25,000 people. Mm -hmm. So that's more Loot plus Loot. It's already one of the biggest NFT communities out there. And then if you think about synthetic loot, which basically allows every Web3 user to participate. So the potential is bigger, in my opinion, for loot projects than if you build on like any other derivatives. Obviously, stuff like Axis, they have way more users, but it's a bit more inclusive system where you have to you know, build on roamings. And as I said, you sort of need to work with a team what you want to do there versus right. here just build freely on Ethereum and potentially all the Web3 users are coming to you. So that's how Dom addressed to the issue you talked about. And I think most people still don't understand this, especially if they don't even have a more loot. I find you know the S loot owners don't really know they have S loot. <laughs> um, but uh, 
it is there. So essentially, all the applications we're building for loot and more loot owners, but it's actually working for everyone. So that's another amazing part about this. Another one of my sponsors is Amber Group. Amber Group is an integrated crypto finance platform behind the popular Amber app, a crypto finance app that allows you to easily earn, swap, trade, and invest in crypto. You can earn up to 5% APY instantly by depositing assets to your wallet and receive daily interest payouts. This means earning interest 24-7 with no lockup. You can also customize fixed income investments between 1% and 360 days to enjoy up to 10% APR with flexible redemptions. Right now, new users can earn up to 16% APR on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USD stablecoins. Go and download Amber app at www.ambercrypto.com and earn interest on your own terms. So, for example, I have a MetaMask wallet. You're saying I already have yes. S-Loot, technically? Yes. Yes. So if okay. you go to so hmm. yes, so if you go to any of the project that supports S-Loot, for example, Loot Swag, if you connect to your MetaMask, you will see your own avatar that's linked to your current Ethereum address. In a way, that's like an identity for, or image or avatar mm-hmm. identity for every Ethereum address. I see. Okay, so if I wanted to customize my avatar, then that's where I have to buy more items? Or yes. how does that work? Yes, that's the idea. It's not working yet. So we're just you know building step by step for the project. But the idea mm-hmm. is right now there's only a male character. But we will introduce a female character very soon. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so basically people, it's actually ready. We're just testing all the, you know, making sure it's all, all working, but it will be live very soon. So for each of the loot bag or even as loot, you can choose a male or female character. And then also we, are, we will introduce some more skin options very soon. So you can literally, if you don't like the hat, or the helmet, right? You can change a different skin without changing your underlying like loot bag or especially mm. for S loot, you can change it. So, but with different skins for the headset, you can change the style or the fashion around it. And that's not working right now, but we should be introduced that function very, very soon. Okay, very interesting. And so for more loot, I would need to buy M loot, right? That is not already native to my MetaMask wallet? Yes. There are two ways to get more loot. One is you can obviously go to OpenSea or other place to buy them. But generally speaking, you can just mint them for free. But why I say it's free, it's not free because you're paying gas fee. Gas, right. Yeah, but besides gas fee, it's free. So literally, if you go to lootproject.com and then down there, there's a section for mint more loot, it will direct you to the contract that you can literally just start minting today. And the idea for more loot is unlimited. So if, you know, uh, one day the, the all 1.3 million more loot get minted, I think Dom will just introduce more loot bags. So you can always mint more there. I see. Okay. So it's giving people the ability to use these items in games that allow for these items, you know, to to be used, but not necessarily the NFT ownership of that item, right? Like you don't have the the token that says you own this sword, for example, but 
you can use the sword by nature of it being a derivative of the original loot sword. Is that the idea? So when you mint more loot, or you buy a more loot, or you buy a a loot bag. Now we call the original loot the OG loot among the community. So basically, if you when you buy an OG loot or you buy a more loot or you mint a more loot, you do have an NFT token. So in ERC seven twenty one standard, so you do have a token that sort of like represents the bag ID you had, right? So for example, if you have an OG bag, it's some number between one to eight thousand. If you have more loot, that's 8,001 to 1.3 million. So each bag does mm-hmm. uh, correspond to one loot ID per se. But right now, there isn't a good way for people to unbundle the bag and change the items in it. There are actually a few projects work on that, but there is no consensus how the contract should be updated because you're effectively changing the underlying data right. on chain right and then there is a no right now since there's no consensus it's hard for people to do that that's why you know for us for lootswag when we are building visuals we're more focused on skins which is another nft layer or another derivative layer on top of that versus changing the loot back directly but who knows i think with how community is evolving that could be solved somewhere down the line where we just reach a consensus how we want to change the items within the bag. But yeah, right now there isn't a good way to do that. And the, back to the point where what a loot bag means. To me, it doesn't necessarily mean when you own OG loot or M loot means you only own the eight items. To me, it's more like you own a character in the metaverse. So instead of seeing that as a bag of eight items, I see them as men mm-hmm. wearing eight loot items. So people, the full name for loot uh, is like loot okay. for adventures. So people, so you can assume that, you can assume that there is an adventure uh, that's just come out with it for free and then it's wearing the, the items. That's how I envision uh, loot. Uh, obviously, different people can have a different interpretations, but I think it makes more sense that it's a character rather than just items. Yeah, you know, that brings up a question I've had actually since I found out about the project, which is how are these bags being priced? <laughs> I mean, I understand like whoever is the willing buyer, like that's yes. how much it's yeah. valued, right, on the market. But let's say you're coming to this loot bag, right? whatever number it is, okay? And you're a newcomer and you're like, all right, this thing costs eight ETH. Like what makes it cost eight ETH given it's all text, right? Like you don't see visual representations. Like how are you wrapping your head around this as someone who isn't, you know, very entrenched in the community, but just wants to understand what makes one more valuable than the other? Yeah, so that's a good point. So I think like any... In FT collections, there is no sort of like best answer for this, but there are some ways to differentiate different bag to each other. So there are some tools such as like Rarity or something. I don't have the exact website, but basically there are websites or tools to help you rank the rarity of these bags based on the loot items contained in the bag. 
So for example, some items appear 400 times among the 8,000 bags. So these are considered like common okay. items. And some maybe only appear once in the entire 8,000 bags. So these are called mythics. So people basically rank how common these items are and categorize them into like common, rare, I don't know, like a couple of uh, class, like mythics. And then there are some items that came with uh, plus one after that. No one knows exactly what this means, but (laughs) it gives another layer of rarity (laughs) to the items. So basically, the idea is you can take all the eight items and rank them by how common they are. So if you have a bag that has like three or two mythic items, obviously that's more rare than a bag with eight common items, right? So if you go to OpenSea, you will find lots of the floor-priced loot are just a bag of all common items, whereas the more expensive Mm -hmm. ones, usually they have some like rare items in it. And also, after loot came out, there are some guilds forming up uh, based on the the different items in the loot bag. So for example, there is a guild called Divine Dao or Divine Robes. So they literally like people form a guild based on a katana or a divine robe or different items that's in the bag. So there maybe some is more superior than the others. I'm actually not sure like how they're different, but basically they're if your loot bag has one of those items that have a quite active DAO with it, it might mm-hmm. cost more. Okay, interesting. I guess, and a sub-point of this, or a sub-question of this is, for these more loots, yeah. right, the M loots, are there more or less common items in those bags, given that they are quote-unquote, free to mint, right, apart from the gas costs. So how do I think about those, the items in those bags? So I think the rarity or the percentage you can get for those items are exactly same at the loot bag. So if it's, say, one in 8,000, you will find for more loot bags, the mythic items are one in every 8,000. That's sort of the chances or rarities that you can get them. But obviously, because more loot are unlimited, that just means even the mythic items are unlimited for more loot. But still, you will find on like places like OpenSea, the more loot bag with more rare items are traded higher than normal bags. Right. Should they um, trade as expensive as like an OG loot? I think probably not. But there are some differences because each of them the expected value to create them is the gas fee, which is like 0.02 Ethereum or something, right? So obviously, if you have a rare mm-hmm. items in those, it probably should trade more expensive than the gas fees versus the common ones. But yeah, so it's still good to have the uh, the more rare items in your more loot bag. It's just, it's not uh, one for all the Amlut, it's the, the statistics are exactly the same for Amlut versus OG loot. And it's the same for synthetic loot also, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's becoming a lot more a lot yeah. more clear now. All right, let's talk about Loot Swag sure. 2.0, right? The vision, 
that you have for how this is going to look in the coming months. There are a number of things. I'll just list some and you can talk about whichever you have more to say on. But a couple bullet points here. Loot Swag 2.0 will support display for multiple loot avatars. You'll support Genesis Adventures. As you mentioned earlier, you'll introduce female characters. We'll be able to bundle nicknames with ETH addresses, more skin options, open source the API for loot exchange, which I think is super interesting there. So what do you have to say? Like, Which are the more interesting features here? So one interesting thing here is that, as you can see, the ecosystem or people or projects building on top of loot are, it's still a small community right now. So we all know different projects pretty well. And the idea is to support as many of the ecosystem projects as possible. So that's why, you know, so Genesis Adventure is a, is a game that came out of loot. It's a bit, you know, maybe too complicated to explain here, but basically you also get a different, like a character out of it. So we actually, the current loot swag version already supports Genesis Adventures display. And then another thing, yeah, you mentioned, you know, open source API for loot exchange. I think that's also very exciting. Like generally speaking, we don't want this to be a inclusive project. We want it to be just like loot. It's a building block for projects like us. And we want to be a building block for other projects. That just means whatever the avatars we designed and then people customize or, or dressed up as, they can use it as like a certain output or sorry, input for other projects to mm-hmm. take on. That's why I think being open source and you know open up API for other projects to read is very important. And the other stuff are more like different utilities or functions that we're bringing. Obviously, if you just have the avatars, we feel that's not enough. So we're making it more like a homepage for every Web3 users. Whereas if I just type in your address, I can see what avatars you have and et cetera. Mm, super neat. What's the vision here with Loot Swag? We won't be... Also, another thing I... Sorry, I forgot to mention from last part is I'm actually in talk with other projects that are working on visuals for Loot. So there, besides you know, Loot Swag, mm-hmm. there's Loot Character, there's Hyperloot, there's Loot Explorer, and there are some other projects. The idea is I don't want everyone to build on their own avatars and build their own ecosystem around it. More so, I think it should be like present as a whole to the community, just different choices for people to choose. So I think that's very important. And then back to the vision, we want to be a place where people freely design and decide for their loot avatar. And in a way, because it supports all the Web3 users, you can say that's like an entry point or avatar go-to place for all the Web3 users. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, is there a possibility of making Loop Project a multi-chain project as well, right? Because right now I think it's just on Ethereum, all of these different projects? Yes, there are actually lots of discussions around it because essentially anything you do here is quite expensive. So for Loot Swag, we actually try to avoid mm-hmm. like minting yeah. or try to avoid as much as possible because each mint is like 0.0 something Ethereum, which is quite expensive. So there are lots of discussions 
of deploy loot on stuff like mm -hmm. Polygon or Phantom or uh, there are also some projects are building on L2, so Arbitrum and etc. So it's already happening. There is no consensus yet. I think Ethereum right now still has the biggest loot community and uh, just in general Web3 users. So all the development uh, mainly are still on, on Ethereum. But I can see as we grow or as the applications get more complicated and uh, there's more needs for on-chain interactions, then it is totally possible to either see it in another chain or just have like a parallel structure between different chains. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was an amazing download on Loot. Like, honestly, it's so much more clear to me now because uh, originally I was thinking, is Loot itself <laughs> a game, right? And they're just multiple yeah. Loot games. Or is this really a multiverse? I don't even know what to call it, to be honest. An ecosystem probably is the best way to kind of categorize all of the different activity that's going on right now, right? You can be building these items or you can be a marketplace. You can be, as you mentioned earlier, creating a tool to unbundle yes. your loot bag, which yes. I imagine will be even more cool for people because they can own individual items versus the whole bag. Yes. And does that change any of the economics around the pricing, right, of the bags as a whole, if it can be unbundled individually? So yeah, there's like so many different ways you can kind of build up this loot ecosystem from the ground up. So I guess to wrap up here, what else are you excited about in regards to loot in particular? Any other projects you're looking to collaborate with? New tools that you want to see built but are not yet built? Anything like that? Yeah, something I want to like touch upon is how different developers or how this community has came together to build stuff, which is really interesting. So in the past couple of weeks, and there's a sort of like a builder community forged and then merged as Loot Alliance. So it's a small core builders that are working on different projects that came together to sort of like discuss the directions or just exchange ideas of what people are building. I personally find it very interesting because I think it's a new experience for all of us when we're trying to build projects on top of loot. You have no idea what the project's going into and how the community or the people is going to react to that. And it's mm -hmm. also the same for every other developers because it's so open-ended. Everyone can build, but also we sort of, at this point, I think right now, because loot came out around end of August and then now we're mid-October, so it's been like almost two months now. And then people start to realize that some of the projects should work more together, collab, and mm -hmm. there's, we sort of need some consensus to, to push this whole ecosystem forward. So now people are forming alliance and Dom who, who invented Loot also joined the alliance. So collectively, people did the V2 of lootproject.com. So if you go there, you can see it's a new webpage versus what lootproject.com was about like a week ago. So this was a collective effort from, yeah, yeah collective effort clean. from the Alliance. And now we're starting to have more conversations. For example, I'm starting to talk to different visual projects that what does it mean for a user when they have 
different visual options. So instead of saying, you know, we should compete and just try which one works out, we're thinking about, you know, ways to move together or to introduce to people as a whole versus each like different individual projects. And there are many, many things like that are happening right now between different projects. So there's, you know, the Genesis Adventure game I, I mentioned about. There's also mm-hmm. someone working on maps called Room. So all these projects are talking to each other. And I just feel this is, it's not very common for something you see in your daily, like the stuff you normally build, you just, you know, work on that yourself. Versus here, people are all trying to find ways to collab. And that's the only way that you can grow the ecosystem. So I personally, I feel that's a very interesting experience for me as well. 100% agree. Incredible. Tony, thanks so much for hopping on Crypto Unstacked and unstacking this very interesting loop project with our audience. I'm now going to go on loopproject.com and all the things that (laughs) I'm looking at right now. Now that I understand what the terminology is, you know, it makes it easier for me to comprehend all the different projects here. So appreciate you being on. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, Leslie.